0: Hey, what's up, you guys? You are listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and welcome back to another Wednesday. I hope you guys are having an amazing day, an amazing week. I hope that June is treating you right. I hope that you're feeling all of the summer vibes, all of the good feelings that come with summer and just this time of year. I just feel like summer, I have a new appreciation for what summer is. I feel like it embodies something for everybody. I think it's just like a happy time in everybody's life. The weather is warm, whereas in Texas, the weather is extremely hot. Um, But it's just like good vibes. I feel like you like want to get out of your house and like do something fun and be outside and explore. And so I'm just wishing for the best summer vibes on anyone who is listening. And I'm just really excited for this week's episode. I'm not going to lie. I have already recorded this episode and I got about 40 minutes in and I was just like, you know what? We got to scrap it. And there have been very few times since I've started She's Going Places, since I've been podcasting, where I have ever scrapped an episode. Like I can literally count on one hand and I really don't even have that many memories of doing it. And so I felt pretty strongly about scrapping my last recording of this because I have so many great things to say. And I just felt like, I don't know, I was just feeling a little off, which typically like I'm just kind of able to like turn it on, be super high energy, and like really get my point across when I'm podcasting. But for some reason, that last episode, it was probably me just being in my head, but it just wasn't, it wasn't hitting the way I want it. So rest assured, I am not going to waste your time in this week's episode because I have thoughtfully considered what I want to say this week. I feel like I have the kind of personality and I think after you've been podcasting for a while, it's kind of easy to just hit record and go on autopilot and kind of just do whatever and upload whatever. But I'm trying to be really picky about the kind of content that I'm like putting out in the episodes I'm producing. And so with that, like I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. Like I want to put out episodes that I love that are going to A, help you guys out, just be a part of your week, be like a fun, easy, breezy listen for your Wednesday or whenever you listen to podcasts. And so this week we are going to be talking about going against the trends, and figuring out who you actually are. I feel like I have felt very weighed down by trends recently, and I think I've just been a little bit more aware of it. Maybe it's because I'm getting older. Maybe it's because I'm getting a little wiser, but trends have never bothered me the way they've been bothering me recently. And so I want to give this disclaimer. I love trends, and I think trends are amazing. I think there's a reason why things become trendy, why things are trending. It's because they're great, and it's because they're awesome, and it's because a lot of people like them. I think back to a TikTok that I saw. I hate that I say that in every episode, but it's true, and it was talking about being basic, and it was someone saying... I am no longer bothered by being called basic because if you're calling me basic, you're saying I'm like other girls and other girls are awesome. They come up with great stuff and it's basic because it's amazing and I want to be doing it like Lululemon belt bags are basic, but you know what? They're super functional and they're great. And so I want to be a part of it back in the day, like circa like 2011, like Ugg boots, Basic, but why they were comfortable. Ugly boots are back. Like they were back like this winter. And so, you know, the trends recycle and they change. But it's the idea of like, I love being basic because I love being like other women. Other women are awesome. And the people who are coming up with trends are awesome. And so I'm going to give that disclaimer before we hop into this week's episode because I do love a trend. And we're going to talk about it through this week's episode. There are trends that I personally love, but there's a difference between enjoying trends and like caring about the trends and like losing yourself in the trends. I feel like it's really easy, especially like circa 2022 20, when social media is at an all-time high. Influencers are at an all-time high in presence. Um, the need for product is at an all-time high. The amount of products, like the industry and the trends and culture, like It's so saturated right now, so much more so than when I was like in middle school. Like I had issues with trends then. I couldn't imagine being in middle school now when there's so much more to compare yourself to. There's so much more to consume. There's so much more to buy. There's so many more people trying to influence you to be like them. It's kind of weird to think about the influencer industry in that way because I for one, I love the influencer industry. I appreciate the influencer industry. It's what helps me know what to shop, what to buy. I love influencer content. I love content creators like I am like the ultimate target demographic for our influencer friends. But I think we're starting to become like we're hitting into like a dangerous stride of how influence And influencers and social media are affecting our identities. Because I've just noticed that people are losing what makes them special. And I can speak from personal experience and especially from growing up that over time I've been faced in my short life, in 21 years, I've been faced with so many trends. And with every trend that comes, you are given the opportunity to choose to jump in on the trend or to ignore the trend or to say you don't like it or to not participate. And so like all of us, we all have done this subconscious filter of what we like, what we don't like, what we're going to buy into and what we're going to stay away from. And I think it's important to note that trends like I said are amazing but I feel like they're causing us all to kind of lose our sense of self our own like fashion sense our own like home decor that we like are the musicians that we like um the way we like to wear our makeup the type of products that we like how we shop, where we shop, what we wear, how we dress, how we act, the standard of boys that we want to date, life choices that we're making. We're being influenced in every capacity. And so there's definitely perks to the influencer space and being influenced by trends. But I think it's really important to sit back and think, what makes me, me on a more surface level? I think obviously that's something really healthy to like understand who you are on a deeper level. But how does that trickle out on the surface? How do you stand out when you're walking down a crowded street and someone looks at you? How are you standing out? Or when someone sits down and has a cup of coffee with you and they're getting to know you, how are you different than if they were to ask some other girl to go get coffee? Or when you're dating, what does your dating profile look like that's different than someone else? I feel like We all are starting to feel the pressure of wanting to be different, but not knowing how because we're just following trends to try and be trendy, but it's just making us just like everybody else. Does that make sense? And so I want to talk about trends and I'm going to run through a couple different trends that I've encountered in my life that I've chosen not to be a part of whether it was subconscious or specific and kind of talk about like the ways that I think that they make me unique and the ways that I feel special because of them. I think it's hard to feel special in this day and age and to feel different and to feel new or to feel like you have something different to offer to the table than anybody else. I feel like, especially with social media, we have so many more people that we can compare ourselves to. So naturally you don't feel as special because you're just like, okay, everyone's buying the same Abercrombie top as me. Everybody's shopping at the same place and following the same influencers and finding the same Amazon finds and pinning the same photos on Instagram and getting married at the same time. Like, It can kind of feel heavy. And I've kind of felt that, over in like the last week or so where I'm just like, okay, how am I unique? What makes me special? I just have, honestly, to be super candid with y'all, I haven't been feeling special. And there's pros and cons to both. I'm not saying that you should think that you are the most important person in the room because that is a toxic mindset to have. But I think you should think that you are special in the fact that like you are... You you are special and like you have your own unique things to offer to the table. And I feel like sometimes our uniqueness gets swallowed by the need to want to adapt and to jump onto trends and to keep up with our peers and to keep up with people on social media. And so we kind of lose our spark. And I feel like I've kind of watered down my accomplishments or like my life choices. And I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't feel special. But the truth is I am special you are special. And so I'm just going to go through a couple trends that I like kind of wrestled with and like had experiences with. Kind of lighthearted, kind of funny, but I think it will help you to be able to like think about like, oh, I actually did buy into that trend and I actually love it. Or, okay, but I'm unique in this way and like Taylor's basic in this way. So let's just run through it really quick. Number one would be the first fashion trend that I thought of that I do not go with the norm or go with the trends is gold versus silver jewelry. I know this is like a small one and it sounds silly to start, but I wanted to start with something small and it is no secret that gold jewelry is like the trending color. Literally everyone I know who's like getting engaged right now, they all want gold rings now instead of silver. It's all about like gold layered necklaces and gold earrings. I feel like every influencer I follow is only wearing gold jewelry. I feel like every store I go into or order from, it's all about the gold jewelry. It's like finding gold jewelry, great gold finds. Like gold is the it jewelry color and it feels like silver is like the default or it's like feels outdated or like kind of old and it's like what our mom's like. Well, I love silver jewelry and if you're watching the YouTube version of this podcast, I have tons of silver jewelry on. I personally just love it. Maybe it's because that's just the kind of jewelry that my mom bought for me when I was younger. And so like my first standard of like what was beautiful and like what was like cool to wear was my mom. I mean, she was like my first influencer. If you really think about it, like growing up, That is, like, the first, like, grown woman that I'm, like, looking at as, like, an example. And so, she always wore silver jewelry. So, I wanted to wear silver jewelry. And so, before I knew it, my entire jewelry collection was silver. Like, cheap jewelry, nice jewelry, any kind of accessory. It was all silver. And then, all of a sudden, I was old enough to realize there was another option. And, like, gold was another option. And I don't think it was super trendy to wear gold jewelry until I was, like, in high school and, like, now, like, college and now. Like, now gold is, like, the it thing. I could have decided, shoot, like, now I need gold jewelry. Now I need to get gold necklaces and gold rings and gold that. But honestly, like, I like silver. I think silver looks, like, really good with my hair. I like all of the stuff that I have, like, on, like, a practical level. Like, my engagement ring and wedding band are silver, like, I'm kind of going to wear those all the time. Like, and so I don't like mixing metals on me personally. And so I'm kind of locked into silver and I'm okay with it. I really, really like it. It's just my preferred choice and that might not be your preferred choice, but that's just something that's so small, right? Like no one's looking at me like, that girl wears silver jewelry. She is so different. I just personally like it better and it's not the top trending thing but it's me. And I think it's important to note back in the day, like when my brain was like forming around what I liked, silver was more popular. And now it's not. If you think about like things like our parents like or trends, like you see like how trends are constantly recycled. And so something you might love might be out of trend right now, but stick with it because you love it. Because guess what? It's going to be trendy again in a couple of years. And so that's just what's so funny to me about trends and like watching them like evolve and it's starting to see like things that were trendy when I was in middle school are starting to become trendy again. And it just, it's ironic. It cracks me up and I'm kind of here for it. You know, just kind of fun. Another trend that was really hard for me to get like on board with or to not get on board with was having blonde hair. Growing up, that was the beauty standard. Long, blonde hair. In movies, the main, like, female lead was blonde. Um, The girls that were, like, my favorite singers, like, a Hannah Montana moment, like, she literally had a wig to be blonde. Um, Anyone I, like, listened to or followed or had posters of or cared about as a kid Like the ideal pretty girl that was fed to me in movies, TV shows, commercials, it was being blonde and it doesn't take long for you to figure out as a kid that you don't have those qualities. And I know this is small, like a micro like messaging, but you notice as a kid, right? And I would see girls, like, dyeing their hair blonde, like, that were, like, older than me or even, honestly, my age once I was in middle school. I remember specifically there was this girl who had, like, my color hair maybe a little a little lighter and she got, like, blonde streaks in her hair, like, pieces here and, like, all the way over here. And I was like, oh, my gosh, should I do that, like, so I can have blonde in my hair? Like, I need to start lighting. I need to start making my hair lighter. Like, how do I make it lighter And I would see, like, girls who were, like, dirty blonde or, like, light brunette, like, trying to go blonde and dyeing their hair. Like, once we started to get the age where, like, people's parents would let them. And I was shook because if you've never seen a photo of me or you're not watching on YouTube, I have basically jet black hair. Like, I have dark, dark, dark brown hair. I could not be blonde if I tried, if I invested all my money if I really made an effort, like I would literally have to bleach my hair. So like it's physically just not possible for me to be blonde. And honestly, I would look horrible as a blonde. Okay. I would look horrible, but I had to come to terms with the fact that God did not make me blonde or able to be blonde. And that honestly was like a pain point for me while growing up because I would see all these girls being blonde. And I was like, shoot, like I just Maybe I should get some balayage or maybe I should add some highlights or do something to my hair. And honestly, I just never really got around to it. It never, it never bothered me enough that it made me like insecure. I was definitely, I've talked about this on the podcast, definitely insecure about like being like just having dark hair and that being everywhere. So like I would be so jealous of like my blonde friends who didn't have to shave their legs as much because they had like lighter hair, same with armpits, arm hair the whole eyebrows, mustache, the whole thing. I would be so jealous that I had this like dark coarse hair that I'm like, cool. I literally look like Bigfoot, like the hair, not necessarily at my feet. You know what I mean? And so then I would get super self-conscious and want to shave everything. And luckily I had a very involved mother who was like, do not shave that. I was literally telling Hunter today, talking about body hair. And the only thing I didn't shave in middle school was my arms. For some reason, I did not shave my arms. Like that was like a literal miracle. It was God's gift to me, future me, was like 13-year-old Taylor, do not shave your arms right now. You will regret it for the rest of your life. Unfortunately, I shaved everything else and I still have to like shave my stomach because I decided one impulsive day as a 14-year-old I was going to shave my stomach and I've cursed myself now forever. But it's just hard wrestling with a, just body hair, I think, as a young girl. But then when it's jet black, like, I'm sorry, it is so much more noticeable than your cute little blonde friends who don't really have to maintain their body hair as much as you do. TMI, maybe, but I'm just being honest, and that was my experience. And oh, how the tables have turned. Everyone, everyone I know is dyeing their hair brown right now. Literally, literally being being brunette is becoming a trend. If someone could just hold 11-year-old Taylor and say, "One day, people are going to be dyeing their hair brown." I wouldn't have believed you. I literally would not have believed you because I'm um, I just I was convinced that like the only point of getting your hair dyed was to become more blonde and people were going platinum blonde and they were able to like dye their hair like have like a blue streak or a pink streak. I couldn't do that. I would have to bleach my hair to do that. Like it was just such a commitment, and now people are going brunette. I'm shook, but the thing is is like if I would have gone with the trends and I would have gotten my emperor penguin brassy orange try to be blonde streaks in my hair, I would have regretted it like so much later down the road, and now being older, a little bit more mature. I'm so grateful that I have like virgin hair and that I've never done anything to it. And I know almost everyone listening to this podcast has dyed their hair before and they're thinking, girl, like stop bragging about it. But I need to have my moment to brag about it because literally my entire like adolescent years, I was so insecure about this. And like now, like, Now it's like, I'm winning because I have super healthy hair. I don't need Olaplex. My hair is in great condition. I've never touched it. I've never bleached it. I've never done anything to it besides wash and cut it. And now I'm so grateful because I have such healthy, long, dark hair and people want my hair. People would pay for my hair. I've had people ask me to cut my hair to make wigs out of it. Like that's, amazing now that I'm 21 years old and I can be super grateful for choices I made, but that was not what was trending. And so that's another example of just like a beauty trend that like if I would have bought into it, that wouldn't have made me me. But now I can like look at myself and be like, it's honestly, it's unique that I have virgin, dark, 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 dark brown hair. I think my hair is beautiful. I think people pay to have hair like mine And I took it for granted for so long and like all I wanted like was other people's hair and I spent so much time and energy wanting something I didn't have when now people want what I have. So it's just your reminder like that could really apply to any beauty trend I think like freckles like I used to be super insecure about my freckles because I would see girls that had like perfect porcelain skin and then it became a makeup trend for people to draw on freckles. I was like you're kidding. You are literally kidding. You are not drawing freckles on your perfectly clear skin when I have all of these freckles all over my face and all I it always looks like I like have something on my skin. Like my skin never looks like clear because I have freckles. So insecure about it. And now you're drawing on freckles? It's just funny and it happens to everybody and honestly everyone has a quality that everybody else wants. Like now redheads are becoming really popular and I know there are our sweet ginger girls out there being like You couldn't let us have one thing like now you guys are you guys used to make fun of me for being a ginger and now you're dying your hair red. I literally I swear every day on TikTok another girl's dying her hair red. I'm like these poor ginger girls were abused as children by everyone in elementary school making fun of them and now you're all dying your hair to be like them because it's gorgeous and no one realized it until it's trending. Next, like a a home trend. This is a trend, is not my experience going against the trends because I'm not a homeowner, but like the all-white kitchen I think is a great example. That was something that people were striving for. Like it was the epitome of a gorgeous kitchen, of a gorgeous home, open concept, no walls, clean, like it was like the dream. Now people are kind of over it. And they're going back to colorful kitchens and like accent colors and having like brass and antique finishes and like things that have more detail. Like they're like, why would I want like a stale all-white kitchen? Well, it was trending. Like if you were building your dream house five years ago, an all-white kitchen was the only option for a return on your investment. So that's an example of trends changing a ton. Uh, fitness trends. This one makes me so mad. The fitness trend I'm talking about today is 12330. That pause was intentional. It's an anger pause because quarantine brought on the 12330 treadmill workout. And I hate it. I literally hate it because I get so dang bored on a treadmill just walking. If I want to walk I want to walk on a walk with like a cup of coffee in my hand or like an iced coffee, a smoothie, hot girl walk, which that is now also trending. So I love the hot girl walk. I don't care if that's trending. I I live for it. But the 12 one hurts because I did it and I knew I didn't like it and I kept doing it. Because it was what everyone else was doing. Like I would literally go to the gym, and the entire row of treadmills were all on incline 12. Every single one. And I know all of you have experienced this going into gyms. Like every single person doing the 12330. And does it work? Yes. Do I think it's a great workout? Yes. And if you love it and it works for you, that is amazing but it didn't work for me. Like Mentally, it was not stimulating. I would get so bored. I would so much rather run on a treadmill or do literally any other form of cardio. I'm not any other form of cardio, but I did the 12 330 for months. Every time I went to the gym, I would always do that. Granted, I don't think I ever put it on incline 12, but I would always do incline treadmill walks because I was like, well, that's what that's what the fitness girlies are doing on TikTok. So I guess that's what we're all doing. And at, at one point I was like, I don't enjoy this. And so this is not making me excited to work out. And so this is your sign. Like, I think that's really where I'm getting at with this episode is that trends are good because they work for a lot of people and because they're awesome. And you know what? The 12, I'm sorry that this one's making me so passionate, but the twelve three thirty works for a lot of people, and it was really accessible. It's great, like if you like need like a low impact workout to burn a lot of calories. Like, there's so many pros to it, but it simply didn't work for me, and it didn't make me happy. I didn't really feel that good after it. Like, I was, I just can't express how bored I was while doing it, and so it didn't work for me, and that's okay because I don't have to do what everyone else is doing. and I feel like we all get caught up in trying to keep up and trying to participate in these trends. And, and here's here's the trend snowball that I have come to terms with. And a lot of times this like applies more blanketly to like fashion, for example, but an influencer like our, our queen uh, Emma Chamberlain, the who sets all fashion trends, um, will post a photo on her Instagram. I'm trying to think of something that she like posted that people were like, shoot, now I have to start wearing this. Or I remember TikToks would go around and they found her Pinterest board and she had like crocheted dresses. And people were like, great, we're wearing crocheted dresses this summer. Like everyone get ready. Or Emma Chamberlain was pinning photos of being a redhead or like red hair. And people were like, shoot, we're all going redhead this summer. We let influencers set trends, which Emma like thank you for setting trends. Like I I I do appreciate you. Me and her don't have the same style at all, so it doesn't affect me at all. But like she is like the moment. I appreciate the icon and the businesswoman that she is. And then lower tier influencers will then go ahead and start doing that and then brands are like, okay, this is the stuff that we're making. Like a, a purse goes viral on TikTok, we're going to make a dupe for it. This type of skirt is trending. We're going to make it like brands hop on trends and then influence. Then they're sending PR packages to influencers. So the influencers are able to keep up with the trends because they're getting sent free clothes. But me, the average consumer, by the time a trend has registered for me, because it's not like I'm like sitting there scrolling, like being like, what's the new trend? Like, what do I need to buy? By the time I notice a trend enough to care, And by the time I then digest that trend, and I decide if I like it or not, and then I decide, okay, I do like it, then I'm out shopping, and I find something that finally hits the stores that's in that trend, by the time I'm like, okay, well, okay, I can buy this one dress that's trendy, and I save up enough money, like, you're so delayed in the process that by the time you're ready to, like, be a part of that trend, There's a new one. And so it's this never ending cycle of needing to buy more, needing to do more, needing to change things about your wardrobe, your beauty routine, your lifestyle routine, your TikToks, your social media that you can never keep up. And you're constantly striving to arrive at a trend that ultimately is just going to go away. And that's why I wanted to make this week's episode because. I think we all need to start really reflecting on like, what do I, Taylor, like, what do I like to wear? What do I like to eat? How do I like to work out? What do I like to do with my free time? And really figure out who I am getting comfy because we're we're, we're, we're really chatting now. But I think we get so caught up in in trends. And I think like your personal style is like an easy way to see it. But I haven't had like a personal style I think really ever. Like I've always just kind of jumped from trend to trend to trend. And only recently where I've realized I hate everything in my closet have I realized I really need to start figuring out what do I love? What colors do I love? What looks good on me? What's flattering to me? What do I get excited about wearing? And buy stuff that makes me feel good that fits like my personal brand or my personal style. I think it's really good to brand yourself. I don't think you need to like pigeonhole yourself to it, but I think it's important to really think about what you like and how does that trickle out into like every day. I don't think you need to like get super like caught up on it and being like, I only wear this color palette so I can't buy something that doesn't fit it. That's ridiculous. But I remember I was shopping like I, my new toxic trait is I like to shop on my phone while watching TV because why not? And I sent my mom a dress. Literally, I've talked about my mom like five times in this week's episode. I sent my mom a dress and I was like, do you like this? And she's like, yeah, it's super cute. And I was like, I was like, I really like it. And I think it's a good price. I'm like, but those aren't really the colors I'm trying to shop for right now while I'm trying to figure out like what my style is. My mom was like, okay, well then don't buy it. And I'm like, but it's a really good deal. She's like, okay, but don't buy it. Like If you if you aren't obsessed and it's not something that's going to be adding to what you're trying to accomplish, stop. Don't buy it just because it's in Abercrombie. Sorry, Abercrombie's getting a lot of shout outs in this week's episode. Jumping into more types of trends just to even give you maybe a deeper perspective, because you might be sitting here thinking, okay, well, Taylor, I hear what you're saying about fashion and beauty and fitness, but, like, that doesn't really affect me. I have a great personal style or I don't really have the budget to change it or I've been using the same makeup products forever. Like, I don't really care. We are going to talk about social media trends. And if you're not a social media girly, honestly, good for you. Um, I am. And I used to try to be the epitome of a visco girl. And that was a trend. And I tried, I would recreate photos on Pinterest and I loved it. And I want to say here right now, that's not a bad thing. Okay. It was like literally a hobby for me to try and take those like super cute artsy and aesthetic photos because they were genuinely fun for me to take. I saw a TikTok that Natalie Sasek made. I hope I said her last name right. Sasek? I don't know. And she was like, oh my God. It was like a some sound and like the first clip of it was like, oh my gosh, like since when did you start getting into, like, taking Instagram photos? Like, your Instagram's so cute, and it's, like, my 13-year-old self, and it's her, like, taking all of these, like, super cute, like, artsy Pinterest photos that look awful because, like, we're all, like, 12. And, like, we're, like, trying to take photos, like, 18-year-old girls. And it's just funny because, like, sometimes it's just, like, in people. Like, literally me and my friends would go to hang out to go and do photo shoots. And if you and your friends would like that, we would be friends because I – I literally loved it like with a passion and posting on Instagram was genuinely so fun for me and Instagram has kind of lost its fun. Obviously, I've grown up a little bit and like I'll post about things I'm doing or what's happening, but nothing gets me more excited than when I'm excited about my Instagram and like what it's going to look like. Um, and that's why I love designing this. She's Going Places Instagram. I love my personal Instagram. I haven't really been putting too much effort into my personal Instagram because I really just haven't felt a need because I just felt kind of bogged down, I think, by the change in social media trends. I did really well with the aesthetic social media era. I loved having the exact filter I was going to I was going to put on it and all of it matched. I loved having filler photos to make the whole feed look aesthetic. I loved planning the content. I loved putting it together. And then as of recent, the new social media trend is like make Instagram casual again, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I love a casual Instagram moment, but it's turned into like, okay, we're going to do like a casual photo dump, but it's actually a super curated photo dump all of them still have filters on them. Like you might post one funny photo of yourself and then a super cute photo of your pet. And then like you at the beach and like, it's still super curated to give off the illusion of like what life looks like all the time. And it just hasn't been my favorite place because at least when it was a super aesthetic social media, like people knew like you were putting effort into your social media. Like I would post photos of like my bath bomb dissolving in my tub. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I put the effort into the gram, puns in the caption, the whole thing. You can scroll down on my personal Instagram and find it. I lived for it. White borders and all, which I love a white border moment on Instagram. And I saw someone post a white border and I'm like, are white borders back? Because I love a white border. Anyways, at least with the aesthetic Instagram, people knew that like you were curating. But now with this casual Instagram that actually is just even more curated, people don't know if they're not paying attention. And then it just looks like your life is just like this blissfully and easily achievable aesthetic without being intentionally aesthetic moment. And you're just, you have tons of like mini clips that you take for TikTok and you're able to put it together on a cute little sound. And it just looks like you have like the most fun life. Like that's just not appealing to me, so I just haven't really been partaking into that side of social media, and so I've been less interested in in posting on social media for me personally. Obviously, I'm still, like, growing the She's Going Places brand, so I'm posting on there, but I really don't post that much on my personal social media anymore just because it's not that fun for me anymore, if I'm being completely honest, and so that's the kind of a trend that's going on right now. But ultimately, it's about finding, like, your voice on social media and what you like to post. And I'm kind of in the middle of figuring out what I like to post and what I want on there. And, like, I don't, like, I I care about how my social media looks because, like, I am in, like, the creative, like, PR industry. And so, like, in my opinion, how I look on social media matters even from, like, a job perspective. Like, if I can't curate Like a really nice Instagram feed for my own personal Instagram feed. Like, what does that say about how how well I can do my job? Does that make sense? And so I genuinely do love it. And so right now I'm kind of navigating how I feel about my personal Instagram. The next trend that is is the ultimate hot take. I think in this entire podcast episode, it is the one. And so if you are this far into the podcast you deserve to hear it. And I'm going to talk briefly about wedding trends because I was literally, I had wedding trends being shoved down my throat while trying to plan a wedding. And there were two trends that were like competing against each other on my For You page and from every wedding vendor that I spoke to. And it was the, the all satin wedding dress with plain, maybe a big bow on your high knee. Um, classy with like a veil that had like the pearls all over it and like black and white like you know like the baby's breath all white flowers all uh uh-huh, that vibe and then there was like the super colorful um like don't have like a normal wedding dress put some like have something different include a lot of color do do whatever you want like make it girly whatnot those were the two trends that I was given as a 2022 bride. And I didn't either of those things. And my wedding, if you haven't gotten to listen to the wedding episode, I, man, I'm really plugging it, but you can kind of see it in like pictures behind me. Like I had a very, oh my gosh, I love my wedding. Anyways, I love weddings, but my wedding was very classy. It was timeless. It was Tuscan because my wedding venue was like very like in- Italian inspired and I'm Italian. And so I really leaned into a lot of those different aspects and details. And I love every choice that I made for our wedding. Like truly. Um, I think it, 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 was personally, I haven't really been to like too many weddings, but it was like my, my Pinterest board came to life. Like it was in my opinion, the prettiest wedding ever because it was mine and I designed it, you know? Um, but I see all these wedding trends and i just think like i just don't know if when i'm like if i wanted to look back on my wedding if i wanted it to be trendy you know because like i want my daughter to look at my wedding photos and be like mom your wedding was gorgeous your wedding dress was gorgeous you're i can't believe like i want her i'm just waiting for that moment where which clearly means I'm going to get humbled and she's going to be like, that is the ugliest wedding dress I've ever seen in my life. If she says that, I'm going to disown her because my wedding dress was perfection. Anyways, I just wanted to always love it. Like to always look at pictures and be like, I'm obsessed with how this turned out. And I know that I'm going to feel that way because I made choices with that in mind. Um, There was definitely like trendy aspects. Like I had feathers on my robe and like my slippers, like the, the bridesmaid dresses, like they had like feather slippers while they were getting ready. Like there were certain trends that I like leaned into and that I I did really like, but overall it was pretty like classy. And people will say that the satin dress with the pearl veil that that whole thing is super timeless and classy. And I hear you. I think it is like in terms in the grand scheme of things, I I do think it's beautiful, but do you want to like, at least how I took it, Is I didn't want to look back on that era and be like, my wedding looks exactly like all of my friends' weddings. We all got the same type of dress and did the same type of thing. I wanted, like, I'm not a plain person. And so I was never going to pick a plain wedding dress. Never. Like, seven-year-old me watching Say Yes the Dress decided I was never going to have a plain wedding dress. And there's nothing wrong with having a plain wedding dress. I just need to get that point across. But that's an example of a trend where I was like a little bit, it was a little bit easier for me to be like, that is just not me. And like my wedding, I'm going to want to remember, I'm going to remember it forever. And I'm going to want to look at pictures of it forever. And I don't want to look at it and be like, like I did that because it was trendy. I was making decisions that were like very specific to me and the wedding just felt very me. I think it definitely could have been like, I could have made it a little bit more my personality Um, like there was no pink at the wedding besides I did have pink heart sunglasses for the reception which like that was my flair pink that was the one pink thing that I got to have at the wedding because I did want it to be like very green very neutrals very and I guess there was like some like really light pink flowers technically um but I definitely could have made it a little bit more me like a little bit funkier like sparkly um But I ultimately just went with a very specific aesthetic because that was the goal. And the last trends that we're going to talk about are life trends. And I think it's often in games to talk about trends when it's not really life or death if you don't have your personal style figured out or if you're just a girl that likes to go with trends and you enjoy changing your skincare routine with the trends or buying makeup products with the trends or changing your wardrobe with what's trending, okay? Like, that's totally fine and I love trends just as much as the next girl. And so that's not really life or death. So you could be at this point in the episode and think, okay, Taylor, cool. I just invested like an hour of my time into this podcast And you're telling me I'm basic and honestly, I like being basic, so whatever. And honestly, good for you. As long as you're not passively like not like being unique and like not figuring out what you love, that's all I care about. I just don't want you to passively be hopping from trend to trend and all of a sudden like have like an identity crisis and not know who you are. But on a more serious note, this same philosophy or mantra trickles into life trends and A couple that I wrote down that I think I have maybe been a culprit into poking into, like, the norms of things. Like, for me, going to college right after high school was, like, a no-brainer. Like, I was always going to do it. Like, that was the life trend I was going on. That was the path paved for me. I knew no different. And I would hear that people were taking a gap year, and I would genuinely be confused. I was like, what? are you doing? Like you are throwing your life away. You're never going to go to college. I can't believe you're taking a gap year. Like what kind of an identity crisis could you possibly be having at 18 that you need a gap year? And now that I'm out of college and able to think about it, like if a gap year is what you need and like you're cool with it and your parents are cool with it and you're going to do something awesome with your time, go for it. It's not the standard. It's not typical. 17-year-old Taylor would be vomiting instead of taking a gap year. But if that's you and that's what you need and you have some awesome opportunity that you're going to go do, literally do it. I couldn't do that because I liked the trend and the life trend I was buying into. But if that's not you, that's not you. And the same way college, that might not be you. That's taken me a long time to kind of accept because education has always been so important to me. But for some people, it's not. That's kind of hard for me to say because I, I really do value education and, and I would have never changed going to college. Like I was always going to go to college. I loved college. College was amazing. I recommend it to anybody. Like I really think you should go. But if that's not you, that's not you. And in that same way, um, how I've lived out this change of trend a bit is getting married right out of college in like the Christian culture getting married right out of college at 21 is going with the trends. And so I've kind of felt a little basic by getting married young and getting married right out of college because like everyone's getting engaged. Everyone's getting married. There's literally I weddings weekend after weekend after weekend that I'm, you know, every time I open Instagram, there's an engagement. But in the real world outside of the Christian bubble of my college and like my hometown, Getting married at 21 is very much so going against the trends, like two in the max, like in every way possible. And I didn't realize it was unique until I got out here to Dallas and started introducing myself to people who didn't know me and they found out I was married and they were shook. I was saying shook a lot. That's embarrassing. And it's not the norm. It's not the pipeline for like someone who's working a corporate job, like who is like career driven. I remember at one of my internships, they found out I was engaged and like the VP of the account I was on, like the PR account, asked me for a meeting and I was like, what is going on? And she wanted to sit down with me to talk about me compromising my career for my future husband. And to encourage me to, like, be able to do both and to, like, assure, like, to ensure, essentially, that I wasn't just going to be, like, working for three years to just, like, become a stay-at-home mom. I I, I feel like the vibes of what her talk with me was. And obviously, if you don't know me or, like, you don't know, like, my maturity level or, like, context about me and Hunter, it does sound crazy. I totally get that. And so, like, I had to kind of give her context and be like, girl, like, I've thought about this decision a lot. I'm really mature. I'm really smart. And I'm more than capable of making my own decisions. And, like, we've come to this conclusion and I'm, like, doing it. Like, you're not talking me out of an engagement. I barely know you. And that's when I realized this was kind of going against life trends. And like I said in last week's episode, this was not a part of the trajectory that I had painted for myself as a 15 or 16-year-old. But it's been a good change in trend. I think, um, even when it doesn't feel like I'm kind of doing anything like different, I know I am. And it's just, I don't know, it's different. It's not for everybody, but it's me. And it's a decision I made. And now like I get to like live my best life, married as a 21 year old, kind of crazy, kind of fun. Um, quitting a job because it doesn't make you happy. I would have never uttered those words, like, when I was in my full-blown full career woman era. Um, But now it's becoming a lot more normal to, like, understand that, like, corporate jobs aren't for everybody and, like, you shouldn't have to work a nine-to-five if it's, like, not fulfilling to you. And if you can figure out a different way to financially support yourself, like, literally go for it. And that's, like, a life trend that, like, I feel like it used to be so jarring being, like, I'm quitting my job to do X, Y, Z. But now it's becoming a lot more common and so maybe even quitting and becoming like a full-time influencer or quitting and opening your own business or quitting to travel the world, I feel like it's becoming less special. Isn't that kind of crazy? Because I still think it's like crazy. Like My my bestie just was able to quit her full-time job, not me picking a pimple while I'm doing this on my chest. Sorry, YouTube. Um, my best friend just quit her full-time job to be a full-time influencer. Crazy and I'm so proud of her and I think it's the most amazing thing ever. I think it's such a good fit for her. Shout out Kenzie. But I feel like it's not literally I have an X on my hand from the event I went to today. That's gross. Anyways, I feel like it's not that wild anymore. Like I'm proud of her and I think it's amazing, but like I feel like a lot of people are doing it. Like I'm hearing about it a lot more, like quitting my job to be a full-time influencer. And it's kind of losing how special it is. I feel like it's like something you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. That's crazy to be able to quit a full-time job and to literally be self-employed and to essentially make your own brand and to be your own business and to work, be able to like financially support yourself by influencing. That is crazy. And it's something to be super proud of. And it's such a great fit for her. And I feel like once again, that's starting to become a trend. And so people, it's not as jarring anymore. I don't know. I think life trends are just like the weirdest of them all because we just become like so fatigued to them or normalized to them like as more and more people are doing it. And sometimes we forget how crazy it is. Like the pipeline from like the American dream or like from like a a junior level worker to CEO, like that story or like the rise, like it's not as like jazzy to me anymore. Isn't that, I don't know. Sometimes that just bothers me because like that was just like the ultimate dream to like rise to something amazing. And I feel like it's just not as special anymore because of life trends. And the last life trend is like having kids early versus late. I feel like people definitely do both. Like I feel like once you get in your 20s, like literally everyone's life choices go in a million different directions and everyone's just in a different season of life. But that's a life trend where like you can either choose to like I need to like wait to have kids or I want to have kids like right now. Um, I'm in no business to have a child in case you were wondering, I know sometimes like when you're married young, all people want to know about is if you are having a kid anytime soon. So I will squash the rumors and say, I am not having a child anytime soon. Um, but that's a trend, like trying to have, make, start a family young. Um, that could be a life trend or like waiting a really long time and like not wanting to start a family until you're like in your thirties, forties, fifties, like it's all over the place now. And I feel like now people are having kids later and later, like waiting a lot longer. But I say all this to say that keeping up with the trends is exhausting. And so ultimately, I want this episode to encourage you to figure out who you are, figure out what you like, figure out what life path you want to take. It doesn't have to be the most popular one. It doesn't have to be the one that's trending. It doesn't have to be the one that's the most easy for someone else to digest. Me getting... Married at 21 and like, let's say I got pregnant tomorrow as a 21 year old, married 21 year old, like that's not easy for other people to digest and that's okay. Or take it this way in my little Christian bubble where everyone gets married young, me waiting, like, or like never getting, if I were to have like never gotten married, that's hard for people to digest. They're like, what do you mean you're, you don't want to get married? Like, what do you mean you only care about your career? that's hard for someone to digest. Or if you grow up in like a super like academically rigorous high school and you decide you want to take a gap year or not go to college at all, that's really hard for people to digest. But just because it's not trending or just because it's not the common or the easy path to take, that doesn't mean that it's not right for you. So in the same way, you need to figure out what your personal style is and not go with the trends in that way. The same reflects in your life. And so I kind of just wanted to share that with you guys. I think trends are awesome. I really, really do. I love a good trend. I've learned a lot from trends. I've gleaned a lot from trends. Trends have blessed me in every aspect of the word. Like, please, I am a basic girl at heart. Um, but I wanted to encourage you guys. So it's like the things that make you, you aren't trendy, right? Like, like what makes you, you is not a trend, or something that everyone else can do. It's what makes you who you are. It's unique. It's different to you. And so I feel like sometimes we all need a reminder of like, who am I? Let's circle back. Let's like journal it out. Let me list off like a couple characteristics that are unique to me. And you might be sitting here thinking, I have nothing new to offer the table. I'm just like everybody else. I'm average. That's not true. There's things a part of you and there's things inside of you that are extremely special you have something different to bring to the table literally God has put unique gifts inside of each and every one of you who are listening or watching this video that no one else has and like I've been blessed in those ways Hunter's been blessed in those ways and we're different people and we're now together in marriage and we're able to use the things that make us different to bless each other and to like you know what am I saying? To be a good husband and wife, you know, in the same way, like my friends and my family, we all have unique blessings. And so this is your sign to not just blindly go with the trends and to not give any thought into what makes you, you. I feel like I'm saying that a lot in this week's episode, but I'm really just trying to get my point across. And so thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope I did not talk your ear off too much. This baddie is a long episode. I've been talking forever, but thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you guys are liking the video format. I hope you guys are enjoying getting to see my face, get to see me every week. So if you haven't yet, go check out our YouTube channel. Uh, It's She's Going Places podcast on YouTube. Um, we also, obviously, we have our podcast on the Apple podcast, on Spotify, and you can rate, review, subscribe, watch, however you can support She's Going Places. That would literally mean the world. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok, which is at She's Going Places podcast. Um, what else? Review the podcast. Support us that way. Y'all are amazing. I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing week and let's go places together.